welterweight prospect Orion Cozy. What's going on, Orion? Uh, how's life right now for you at the UFC gym? I see you. Yeah, I just I uh, got off work, decided to do some uh, last-minute cardio, get some weight cutting in, and you know stay hydrated throughout. That way, I'm not losing too much weight and. Uh, I feel good, though. I feel good. I'm tired right now, obviously, because it's my second workout of the day, but I'm more than ready for Tuesday. I feel strong still. You know, It's one of those mental things you just got to keep on pushing through. Even when you're cutting weight, you feel low on carbs, and the brain's not really happy with you. Overall, though, I, I've been getting my fruits and veggies in, You know, lean meats, uh, chicken and turkey, and then especially fish. I have those omega fatties and the MCT oil for the uh, coconuts. So I, I've been doing really good. I feel like, this is my hardest weight cut yet, but I also feel like it's one of my easier ones. I, I started bigger, you know, because during the off-season, during COVID, I decided I was going to bulk up, get bigger, get stronger. Um, but during that time, too, I was also maintaining my endurance. And so I feel a lot stronger, faster, and in better shape than I've ever felt in my life. This opportunity coming up, like you said, getting that bulk on, did you feel like you needed that, you know, when you do enter the UFC, like you have to be bigger for the weight class? No. Um, getting bigger. I mean, that was more so just for myself. I wanted to be bigger. I wanted to be stronger. Um, because in the future, you know, genetically, I'm not going to be able to stay at 170 for a long time. Uh, I'm probably going to eventually bump it up to 85s. Whereas my brother, he's at 170 as well. He'll probably drop down to 55 for a couple of fights in the future, but you know, he, he's a big boy too. So he's going to be bumping up to 170s. I feel like that'll be a great fit for him where I feel like 185 in the future after I do some fights over the years at 170 and hopefully with hard work at that title defend a couple times bump up to 85 and do some defenses up there that's great man uh it's just all about health i believe man like you know some fighters they don't think about that and they just go with whatever they feel like they'll be strongest at but you know going up is you know it's successful a lot of fighters have been successful going from set 170 to 85 so you know i'm looking forward to that too. I've done catch weights at 75 and 80. I've done a fight at 85 and plenty of fights at 170. And honestly, I, I feel good at either one. Um, you know, 170, obviously, I can rehydrate. I get up to about 188 or 190 the night of the fight. But it, it's not even me about putting on size for the matter. It's more so just making sure I'm healthy enough at that weight class. Uh, but at 185, you know, I don't have to cut as much weight. I can still keep my endurance going. I don't have to worry about losing a lot of water weight. And I feel a little bit stronger. But the thing is, you know, at 170, I'm faster. 185, I'm stronger. But, you know, in between, if the UFC, because you, you, we hear rumors how they're going to do the 65, make the 70, 75, 85. Because with the lower weight classes, they have every 10. Whereas once you go past 155, it's every 15. And then after 185, I think it's what, 205. So it's 20. And then you know, heavyweight. <laughs> so I, I think eventually uh, the UFC in about a year or two will dictate and decide, hey, let's start bringing in 65, 75, and even potentially 95 pound, you know, weight classes. But we'll see what happens. Until then, I'm a fighter at 170 and 185 or even a catch weight in between. Yeah, man, I, I hope they do that. What you just said, I hope they do that. Like, I'm wishing for that. But uh, going back to, you know, you and, you know, growing up in Humboldt, I know you're an outdoorsy kind of guy. You know, you've been living that lifestyle. You know, I wanted, I wanted to know, like, what aspects of that have carried over for you for your athletic career, being outdoors all the time? Um, that way that I can see how that light's like. Oh, my bad. That light in the background, I just noticed that house, like, kind of in and out. So I'll, I'll do my best to block it out for the video. Right, no worries. But uh, up in the woods, man, like, we're... If we rock climb on a certain rock and it's above the river, there are some times where you have to jump in the river. So you're learning some fear <laughs> tactics, survival stuff right there. You're looking down, y'all. 
oh man, I should have thought about this before climbing up because, you know, being young and dumb, you're just climbing shit and then you're thinking, no, nah, I'll climb back down. Then you look and you can't climb down because there's different angles and you're like, fuck it, I'll jump. But growing up in the woods was awesome. You know, there'd be times I'd go for a run or hike it in the woods and I'd see some cubs and I'm thinking, oh, fuck, there's a mama oh. bear nearby and I'm just starting to bolt it because that's how it is. I remember going for a run one time and I saw a cub and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I heard a big ass growl. I see a mama bear coming up the hill and I fucking start booking it back home. <laughs> turn around and it's just sitting there with this cuz so i got lucky and chased me down because let's be realistic bears uh, where i'm from they're fast as hell they're super fast and then you know there's mountain lions and stuff too so there'd be times where i remember uh it's actually pretty funny my dad he took us to a family friends right up the hill and it was middle of the night and we're just kids but it's when that movie blair witch project came out and everyone thought it was real and <laughs> Right as soon as the movie's done, we're all, fuck, we live in the middle of the woods. My dad's telling us this is some real shit right here. It says it on the TV. It's a real-life yeah. thing. And, you know, there's not really much internet back then. Yeah. My dad has the fucking audacity to tell me and my brother, little kids, seven and six years old. Well, oh, no. Like, yeah, seven and six years old, I think, because it was on a VHS or DVD or something like that early days. He straight up looks at us. He's like, all right, boys, run home. Middle of the night. And we're like, no, nah. he's like, you got to run home. I'm going to count to three. And if you're not out that door, I'll whoop your ass. One. And we're just booking it. I, I don't think we've ever ran that hill so fast in our life. But, it, you know, it, it just uh, it helped shape us watching horror movies as a kid. It gave you, like, that fear psychological factor. So growing up, doing a lot of that outdoor woods stuff, you know, swimming on our own, going running around in the woods on our own, playing with scorpions, snakes, whatever, critters we could find. We just had a blast growing up in the woods, us and our friends. So, to us, that was just normal day living. Um, to a lot of people, it's kind of like a outdoor hick, you know, woodsy stuff right there. So when you trans over to sports, it's the anxiety is not as high, you know, or intense as most other fighters or, or just individuals. I just have fun with it, man. I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z, and one thing I remember watching Dragon Ball Z, Goku was always looking for the Nets' best fight. You know, he he wasn't really a family man. He was like, all right, cool, Chi-Chi, watch the kids, make some food. But he just wanted to train and fight. He wanted to be the strongest, and he wanted to fight the next strongest person. And I respect that, you know. Like, later on down the road when I have kids, I, you know, I want to teach my kids how to defend themselves. Uh, when we grew up, we were training our butts off um, before we could even have a meal. Or if we wanted to snack, we'd be like, all right, 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, go run a mile. Then you can come back and have lunch. I was like, all right, cool. And I think that shaped us, you know, to be a lot tougher and more disciplined than a lot of people in the UFC nowadays. Um, I feel like a lot of people take it for granted. And just growing up doing wrestling as a sport, you learn to be used to it. You know, it's different, too. Like I played basketball, football, did track, golf, wrestling, every sport that you can think of. Uh, played in a bunch of different positions in different sports, even baseball. And I just like to be, you know, active. That was my thing. I just wanted to be active no matter what I did, whether it be you know, learning how to surfboard or even snowboard. I'm still learning how to snowboard. I've only gone snowboarding once. I picked it up fast, but it, it was fun. But with fighting, no, I, I don't ever get nerves or jitters. I just tell myself, hey, man, you want to be like Goku, you got to go out there and show the world you're like Goku. Well, you know, you transitioned from the Lost Boys in Humboldt to Team Alpha Male in Sacktown. What is the connection there? How did you end up there? So going to Alpha Male um, started a couple of years back. Uriah Faber was a guest appearance uh, person for one of the fights that we had up in uh, Humboldt County that our gym put on. And it wasn't really necessarily our gym put it on. It was more so the gym owner 
uh, also managed the fights up there. So, you know, he did a very good job of being like, hey, you are going to be fighting one of my guys, but I won't be coaching them. He did a really good job about that, you know. He uh, he knew that when it was time to coach, it was time to coach, but when it was time to be a promoter, he did a damn good job in not having uh, his favorites. Obviously, you know, he's our coach. He's going to have our favorites, but we always told him, hey, man, set us up with the best fights possible, and that's what he did. He always tried to get us the best fights possible. And, um, you know, unfortunately, there's times when people canceled. But Uriah came up to watch with some buddies. And uh, he noticed me and my brother fighting on that card. And when he watched his fight, he got super excited. You know, he came out to the back. He watched us. He liked how we uh, had showsmanship. He liked how we were aggressive. He liked how we went out and we were ready to fight. I'm like, you know, he said himself, like, a lot of fighters, they go in and they're kind of scared of getting hit. Whereas we went out there, we don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I like, excuse the language, but... We, we don't care about getting hit. I'm going to take somebody's best shots. I've shown that in all my fights. You know, I have my defense high, and if they're hitting my arms, that's fine. I'm used to that. I straight up never have sparred with anybody that hits harder than my brother, uh, except for, like, heavyweights. You know, I've sparred a couple of heavyweights before, and obviously they're going to have more power than my brother. But when it comes to people 205 or lighter, 215 or lighter, um, no one hits as hard as me and my brother. Like we, we hit pretty damn hard, and that's just because the way we grew up. And uh, I, I feel like it helped a lot. So he got excited. I made the move down here after a couple of years, and it was one of the better decisions. I actually ended up almost moving back to Humble because, you know, I was missing my family. I was missing my friends, but I stuck it out. I stayed around, and, um, you know, I get to travel up to Humble, train with my brother. He gets to travel down here and train with us at Alpha Mill. So I think it's a good camaraderie to have both the connections for Team Alpha Mill and Lost Boys together in case, you know, Lost Boys, they want to come down to SAC. They can stay, and then they can train with me at Alpha Mill and the other guys because they're all cool. They're a family, and then vice versa with Alpha Mill. If they're ever in Humboldt County, I can give them my connections. Team Alpha Mill has that second wave coming. Who have you been working with? at Team Alpha Male to get ready for your Contender Series fight? Plenty of people, man. Um, you know, Uriah's been doing a great job at coaching. Uh, Holdsworth and uh, Last Hall and all those guys, they're all phenomenal coaches. And, you know, the, the team has definitely gotten better uh, as it's gone on, and it's gotten more uh, foundation, I feel like, instead of just one coach teaching one thing and another. You know, everything's on board, and it, it's been nothing but phenomenal work in there. And obviously, you know, we, we just had a – lost not too long ago with Munoz I was training with him but he, he was looking good and you know no excuses out of him you know he's right back in the gym he's ready to go we got Corey McKenna she just signed and that was awesome to see she won her fight in a good fashion against a very strong stripper opponent uh, but no I, I've been working with like Luke Brewer um, I've done some work with Chris Gonzalez in and there but for most part like most of my work was with Munoz or Luke Brewer um, drill and a couple of other guys um overall though just picking and choosing you know I, i've done some work with Yadon. he's a super cool dude still working on his english but at the end of the day i'm still working on my chinese as well so <laughs> awesome. one of those things, you know it, it's a family there um great coaches great training partners no one's trying to be better than the other person they're just trying to be better than they were yesterday and that's how teams should be anywhere you go you shouldn't be looking at somebody i want to be better than that person you should be looking in the mirror and say i want to be better than you your opponent coming up matt dixon what is your assessment of him athletic um i think he's a little bit slow a little bit stiff he does not like to get hit. I've said it in multiple interviews. I've seen his fight, you know, a couple of times. And each time I watch it, you know, it's kind of predictable. But at the end of the day, too, his last fight was right before COVID. 
and my fight was a couple months before COVID. So we've had time to reassess and do things. I don't know if he's seen any of my fights. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. I expect him to try to come out and come out heavy, but every opponent who's done that so far, I've gone, I've rocked, I've, you know, taken advantage of maybe I finish it in the first or I finish it in the third, but I feel like I'm going to finish him in the first round. He doesn't like to get hit. He stiffens up. And then when he does, he shoots in. And I feel like that works for me because my grappling and my striking will be a lot better than his, especially my wrestling. He's got a good blast double. I'll give him that. Again, that goes back to athleticism. But you got to be willing to go in there and uh, you got to be willing to fucking hurt people. I'm in there to hurt people. I've snapped arms. I've broken jaws. And I have no problem going in there and just retiring somebody. You know, to me, it, it is a sport. And I wish people nothing but a healthy career. But leading up to the fight, I'm trying to go in there and possibly kill this dude. Like, I'm not sorry about it. If he dies, he dies. You know, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> But at the end of the day, you know, if they're healthy after the fight, we can shake hands and I'll tell them, hey, man, you know, good luck and I'll see you in the future. You know, I wish you nothing but the best in your career because at the end of the day, after that fight, I do wish them nothing but the best. You know, we, we don't want injuries in the sport. We want everyone to have long, healthy careers. But I don't know, man, it's just that weird mentality. I got to go out there and just end that fight. Is that what do you think? Is that what separates you from all these other guys on the contender series? Is that mentality that you have is like you're going to go in there? You know, some people just say it like kill or be killed. But is, do you really feel like that? Man, I had a short notice opponent one time, uh, Joe Cropshot. Uh, you know, he was he was tough, dude. But he said in his interview, he's all, I mean, I don't know if he's willing to go in there and be willing to die because I'm willing to die. When I went in there, every time I hit him, he looked scared. Like, straight up, my even my brother said it. He said, fuck the ground game, bro. Knock his fucking punk ass out. And we didn't mean it in disrespect. We just meant it because we're in the middle of a fight. Like, we're not homies. We're not homies till after the fight. And after the fight, we're not homies. Whatever, dude. We fought. We got it done. At the end of the day, it's business. But um, that's kind of how it is for me, man. Like, I grew up on Dragon Ball Z, and it's one of those scenes where the way I grew up, you know, it's pretty rough for both my brother and I. But the way we see it, we're not going out there to be homies and play around in that cage. Like, they're out there to hurt us, too. And a lot of people, they say, like, oh, man, you shouldn't talk like that. But it's like, hey, my opponent's coming out to do the exact same thing. He's going to try to knock me out. He's going to try to hurt me. He's going to try to, you know, finish my career, too. He doesn't want me, as we're fighting, to have a long, healthy career. He's thinking of one thing and one thing only, and that's to finish the fight or go out, get out with the W. Whereas I'm getting in there. It doesn't matter how long it takes me. I won't leave it to the judges. I'm going to do whatever I can to finish the fight and make the person feel punishment. One last thing. Um, there's many different types of competitors in this sport. Would you consider yourself more of a martial artist or a prize fighter? Martial artist. I love this sport. Obviously, at the end of the day, I want to get paid. And I want to be, uh, you know, making money for my future family and for myself. I work too hard to not get paid at something I'm good at. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, you're never going to be perfect at what you do. I've been wrestling for 20 years and I'm still working on my craft. I've been striking for over 10, jiu-jitsu for over 10. Um, it's one of those things, you know, I didn't start doing the gi until I was 18, 19 years old because I thought, man, grabbing clothes is for sissies. But then I just realized it's another form of martial arts. And for me, I just want to be better at every single aspect. So if I'm doing pure boxing, I'm working on just boxing. I'm not using it to set up my kickboxing. I'll use that in sparring. Or if I do kickboxing, I'm using a traditional kickboxing stance. But for me, it works better if I use my wrestling stance for my kickboxing. I feel more explosive, and I feel like it helps transition with both. And so at the end of the day, even like Muay Thai styles, karate styles, I see what I like. I take it. I add it to my arsenal and I just perfect my craft. If there's something I don't like, I'll still work it anyway, because at the end of the day, you should still be working on the things you're not good at. 
Sorry about that. Someone's trying to call me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, you know, as a martial artist, I, I feel like there's a lot of room to grow. And even you know, 10, 15 years down the road, when I'm all said, done, retired, they need to stop calling. It's going to piss me off. <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, I, I just want to be considered somebody who went out, was exciting, and one of the most dominant fighters of all time. And same with my brother. He wants the same dream, I'm pretty sure. And we just want to be known as fighters who didn't go out there and just lay and pray. We're not fighters who are going to go out there and just hold somebody down because we know we're winning the first two, four rounds. We're going to go out there and do what we can to finish the fight because no one wants a boring fighter. They want somebody who's willing to actually fight and show that they are a mixed martial artist, not a fighter who wants to hold onto the belt and foot stomp everybody. All right, man. August 18th, Contender Series, Las Vegas. Thank you, Orion, for the time. Good luck on the fight, a safe, safe travels, and uh, hopefully we'll be speaking soon. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, hopefully talk to you after I get that contract.